Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. Uh, let me just pray for us uh, and for Rob. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, we thank you for, for Rob who's going to speak from your word this morning. And uh, I, I just ask that your peace would uh, fall on him now, that you would anoint his words, and um, Lord, that we would have uh, open hearts to, to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for the worship team. Where are you guys? You did a fantastic job in leading us this morning. I was sorry. I was, I was kind of still going for it at the back there when you guys came into land. Um, if I haven't met you this morning, I know there have got a few folk in the room who I haven't met before. Just lovely to have you here. Um, and for some of you, I feel like I haven't seen you for a while. I know we keep saying this, but it, it, it does feel a bit like there's just this slow reconnection into community at the moment, doesn't it? And, um, you know, everywhere I look, I, uh, uh, we sort of see people talking about rebuilding, reconnecting. I even got an email from uh, the local federal MP, um, uh, not to me personally, but just like a general email recently uh, that was talking about a program they're doing to try and reconnect communities and, uh, and, and uh, offering money, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, so uh, you can ask me about that later. But it's, I just thought that was fascinating that, um, you know, even at every level, whether it be at churches, uh, maybe even in your street, uh, we had a we had a street party not that long ago. Just did a barbecue with our stri- uh, friends in our street, and just it was amazing the heart, the hunger in people to reconnect. Um, because I think there has been, um, you know, I think this time over the last eighteen months uh, and and all that's been going on with COVID has it has caused quite a disconnection in our communities. Do you do you remember when we did Excite? Does anyone remember that? It feels like it was a long time ago. Or uh, like the storehouse banquet. You know, um, we've been just been praying and thinking about, Lord, when do you want us to do, when is it right to start starting to kind of gathering community again and, and all those sorts of things. And, uh, and, and our heart to start doing Alpha in person again. And, um, you know, I think that we, we've just been aware that many of those things have been taken away. And, um, and, and it's actually something we've worked really hard for as a church is not only the opportunities to welcome strangers in and to bless them, but also in our own hearts. Uh, if you've been with us for the last couple of years, you'll know we've talked a lot about how do we, how do we position our hearts that we're open to people perhaps that are a bit messy or people that just kind of we might feel uncomfortable getting too close to. How do we get close to people? Because that's what Jesus does. Um, and I'm just conscious at the moment that, you know, the last 12 months particularly, it's all the social distancing and all the things that we've been having to do. They've, they've kind of been working against that. And, uh, and I feel like there is a moment at the, um, where we are right now, there's a moment for us to perhaps start swimming back against the current and to um, rediscover some of that stuff. 
You know, online church, and, and a huge welcome shout out to those of you who are online this morning, has been, it, online church has been such a fantastic resource. I know I actually chatted to a lady earlier in the week, I think it was oh, the week before, uh, who uh, is one of our storehouse families. And, uh, and we've seen her here before, but she hasn't been able to come for a long time. But she was telling me how connected she's felt um, by being able to be with us online because uh, she's, it's been difficult for her to bring her kids and be with us. And it was just such an encouraging story. It was like, Lord, thank you. It's worth doing when you hear a story like that of somebody who really needs to be connected into community and still feels that sense of connection. But there's a real challenge, I think, as well, isn't there, in just watching church. I think that's true whether you're in behind you know, a computer, like at home, or whether you're in the room. Uh, there's a challenge in watching church. Um, it can, it can, watching church can kind of reinforce this idea that church is really just about us and our preferences. And not really about serving other people. It's kind of like, how do, how do I like church? And that can be a challenge. I think watching church um, can also reinforce the idea that church is kind of like a show <laughs> and not a family to be a part of um, and, and somewhere to belong to and contribute to. And I, and I kind of bring that with fear and trembling because I know in my own heart sometimes that that is a challenge too, to, to actually not just sit back and, and consume or, or um, just watch. And so this morning, I just felt the Lord would have us go back and have a look um, at his scriptures again and have a think about what is this that we're doing here? What does the Bible say about some of these challenges? And uh, how many of you know that the Bible talks about church as a family? Does that sound familiar? I hope it is. If you've been around church in length of time, hopefully you've heard that word, family, um, and it's a, it's a confronting word. And I want us just to quickly look at a couple of points. Um, because actually, we're not going to spend much time in a larger text today. But I want to think about this idea of family. Because the, the, in the New Testament, there are um, a number of places where the church is referred to as a family. And there are probably two kind of major words, if you like, Greek words, that are used um, that help us understand a little bit of what, what they meant by family. If you open up to um, Galatians 6.10, Galatians chapter 6, Paul uh, talks about the church as a family uh, in a certain way. And he says that, basically he says in verse 10 of, of Galatians 6, that we should seek to bless everyone, to do good to everyone, but especially those in the family of God. If you've got an NIV version, you might see uh, family. Does anyone, if they've got a different version, is there, just put your hand up you, if in your version it says a different word other than family. Another, okay, so there may be some other translations because um, I won't ask everyone to shout out. That would take a while. But um, because the word he actually uses here is a word that comes from the Greek word for house. Okay, so it's actually this idea of a household, God's household. If, you, if you've got one of them, um, if you're using one of the Bibles that we have here in the room, if you flick over one page over to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, it's very handy that these are right next to each other for my talk this morning. 
Ephesians chapter 2, and if you jump into verse 20, you'll see Paul in 19 and 20, Paul is talking about that we are no longer foreigners and aliens, no longer strangers, but we are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. It's exactly the same word he uses there that our Bible translators have chosen to translate differently in different chapters, but it's the same word. We're members of God's household. So this is a place where we belong to. It's a place to belong to. That's what the church is. A place to belong to. God's household. And then there's another, there's another word that's often used in the New Testament. I want you just to jump, if you can, just to 1 Peter. Because, and it's helpful to look at a different writer. Because Paul has written so much of our New Testament. But Peter uses a different word. And he just refers to the church, uh, chapter 2, verse 17, he says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers or the family of believers. Fear God and honor the king. And later on, he he uses the same word. And he talks about the family of believers in chapter 5. And that, that is a word you picked up in that first reference. That's a word that talks about actually a, a sort of family love, brotherly love. Often it's a word in our New Testament, thankfully, that we read as brothers and sisters. But in other places, it's just the brethren. That's, that's the kind of word that's used. Because this is this church and church generally, it is... Brothers and sisters, these are the people that we belong to. So church is God's household. It's a place where we belong. Church is God's people, our brothers and sisters, people that we belong to. And finally, let me just jump to 1 Timothy. Jump back. Got lost there for a second. 1 Timothy chapter 5. And, uh, you know, this is, this is Paul again talking to Timothy. And he says to Timothy, Do not rebuke. Let me find the verse for you. 1 Timothy. That's 2 Timothy. I'm in the wrong book entirely. Um, very fine pages. There we go. 1 Timothy chapter 5. He says at the beginning here, do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. I just love that. There's this, Paul is encouraging Timothy. He's very clear with him. We're to treat each other as family. But what does it mean? What does that mean for us to be family? I'm going to give you a quick break. We're going to watch a quick clip. Uh, And sorry, I didn't give you guys much heads up. Let's watch this together. Maybe kill the lights if we can. Me 
making weird faces mm, again. No, I'm not. You make weird faces, honey. You have to read at the table. Uh, yeah. Smaller bites, Dash. Yikes. Bob, could you help the carnivore cut his meat? Ow. Dash, you have something you want to tell your father about school? Uh, um, well, we dissected a frog. Dash got sent to the office again. Good. Good. No, Bob, that's bad. What? Dash got sent to the office again. What? What for? Nothing. He put a tack on the teacher's chair during class. Nobody saw me. You could barely see it on the tape. They caught you on tape and you still got away with it? Whoa. You must have been booking. How fast do you think you were Bob, going? We are not encouraging this. I'm not encouraging. I'm just asking how fast you Honey! Right. First a car, now I gotta pay to fix a tape. Car? What happened to the car? Here, I'm getting a new plate. <clears throat> so, how about you, Vi? How was school? Nothing to report. You've hardly touched your food. I'm not hungry for meatloaf. Well, it is leftover night. We have steak, pasta. What are you hungry for? Tony Ridinger. Shut up. Well, you are. I said shut up, you little insect. Well, she is. Do not shout at the table. Honey? Kids, listen to your mother. She'd eat if we were having Tony Loaf. That's it! Hey! Stop! Okay, if you haven't seen that, uh, that movie, it's fantastic. Uh, you're probably a bit confused. The whole family have superhero powers. I'm sh I should have explained that at the beginning. But, um, and that doesn't look like our family dinner time, by the way. That, that, no correlation whatsoever. Um, I want you to imagine if you, um, let's say you turned up, uh, you're at church today and you meet somebody new and... Uh, Imagine you were feeling particularly generous, uh, hospita hospitable, that's a hard word to say, um, and you decide to invite them over. Now, I, I want you to imagine they come over to your house, um, and if you're anything like us, you've been in a bit of a rush to get to church, so there's still the dishwasher to unpack, and there's a few bits and pieces around the house, but I want you to imagine you welcome this person to your house, and they immediately go over to your dishwasher, and they start unpacking it for you. And they open up your cupboards and they put away all the bits and pieces. And you might be thinking, that sounds fantastic. I want to invite that person around to my house. But then they, uh, they go to your bin and they empty your bin for you. And then they head downstairs and they pull out the vacuum cleaner and they just start getting, getting to work. And then they go outside to your washing line. They take your washing off your washing line, pack it away from you. Now, um, there is a big difference between being a guest and being a family member. There's a big difference. If you, if you come to my house, you will find that uh, when, we, when we're together as a family, everyone helps out. 
And uh, that isn't always easy, as anyone with children will know. It's quite difficult to train and disciple your kids to helping out. But whenever the kids complain about it, we say to them, you're a member of this family. You're a member of this family. This isn't anything to do with fairness. It's to do with identity. You're a part of this family. And so you get to serve in this family. It's very different. Guests don't have to do those things. And if they do, it kind of feels a bit weird. Like, you just be a guest. It's okay. So family serves together. And that's a big part of what it means for us to be family. In a family, also everybody contributes. And every contribution is precious and valued. I don't, those of you who've done family, and we've all come from families. I want to acknowledge this morning that everybody's family looks a bit different. You may, not, you may not have family at home. You may have family in different parts of the world, or different parts uh, of Sydney. You may not be close to your family. Um, but everyone has come from a family. And, uh, you know, one of the core things about family life, that certainly what God's heart for family, is that everyone, small and big, is valued. If you come around to our house, you will find at dinner time that we go through our highlights and lowlights of the day. And one of the core things that, it, it, one of the important things for us, certainly for Bonnie and I as parents, as we do that with our children, is that no matter who they are, they listen to each other. And we often have to stop one of them talking over the top to say, no, 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 it's not your turn yet. Your little brother hasn't finished that slightly petty and you know kind of like pointless story but everybody has a chance to share because who you are as a person when you're in a family your identity is linked with the identity of the family as a whole so who you are in the family contributes and shapes and defines the identity of the family and lastly, let me just share, when I come home, um, often when I come home, one of my greatest joys is I, I, might not have been, I might have been at work for the day or been away for a day or something like that, or maybe even overnight. And I come home and I walk through the door and I say, I'm home. And my youngest two boys, they generally run right at me, which is one of the great joys of my life. And they come and welcome me home. They're like, Dad, you're home, welcome. My 13-year-old, he kind of gets up, grunts, nods at me. And maybe if he's feeling affectionate, he puts his arm around me and we say, hello, and we reconnect. My daughter usually yells at something at me across the house. But then eventually I get, I get a kiss and then I come and say hello to Bonnie. And there is, you know, there's a moment of, of intimacy with my family. Now, if we had a guest around at that time, and they were in the middle, and they got up, and they're like, Rob, welcome home, and came and gave me a big hug and a kiss. In the middle of all of that, I might be like, hello, nice to meet you. Like, this is weird. But generally, guests, you know, we, we're normally a bit more, more well-trained than that, aren't we, as guests? We might sit back, and we might go, this is beautiful. And then eventually, we might get up and say hello, because we want to give space to that intimate family time. There's a big difference between being a guest and being a family member. And you know, for us, when we think about this, particularly I just want to pick up that story. When we think about that, when we come to worship together as a church family, 
You know, there are moments like we were worshipping before when we sense God's presence. It's like the Father has walked into the house. And we respond to his presence with love, with adoration. He's amazing, yes. That's one of the reasons we do it. We want to go, wow, God, you're amazing. But also because we're family together, that's part of what we do. We get in our own way, young and old, we come before the Father and we say, welcome. We welcome you. That's what we were singing at the beginning of this service. We welcome you home. And he comes and embraces us. And we're a part of that. And I want to encourage you this morning, if your family... Please don't hang back and just wait for that, for the people who feel like bringing their love to kind of finish. Be a part of it. Get up and get involved. Bring your adoration and your praise. Can I encourage you to do that? Even if, and that's a quite a vulnerable space. And for some of us, it's a, it's a learning actually to push through what feels like this is vulnerable because for the sake of the Father who has come into the room, that he would know that we love him. Can I encourage you to do that? Now, first, let me quickly just tell you what happened Friday night when I was writing some of this. Friday, I I was at work here, and I got home, and I was feeling like, oh, I love family. Isn't it fantastic? And I walked into the house, and I said, I'm home. It was like... All I heard downstairs, the little boys playing on their computer games, didn't hear me, right? And then my daughter starts shouting at me. <laughs> and my son is completely, he's nowhere to be found. And I walk in and I go, anyone here? You know, like the reality of family life often is very different to what, uh, I guess, what we think of when we talk about family. I want you to know that because life for families, um, certainly for us, is not always the, the ideal picture. I don't want you to go walking away from this morning thinking, wow, life at the Giles household is like this. And it really isn't. It really isn't. But God intentionally chooses this idea of family to talk about who we are and what we do. And he knows what that looks like for you. So if, if for you today, as I'm talking about family, you're going, yeah, that's not for me. I don't have that situation. I don't have kids or I don't have a marriage or I'm not in that space. God knows that. And he knew when he wrote through the Holy Spirit, this idea of family, of God's household, brothers and sisters, he knew how this would apply to you. And yet he still chooses it. He still chooses to speak through it. And I think one of the key things I'd love us to do this morning for you to walk away with is understanding that God calls us to choose family. Even if it's hard, even if it doesn't look perhaps the traditional way it looks, that he calls us to choose it. You You might be a guest here today. You may be somebody who's exploring faith or you may be Uh, exploring church, just figuring out whether church is for you or whether perhaps this church is for you. And I want to say, if you're a guest here today, you are so welcome just to enjoy it. 
We haven't, uh, we haven't passed buckets around recently, but one of the things we often say when we've passed around the buckets to, to, for our tithes and offerings is we often say, this is family business. If you're a guest here today, just let it go past. Because we want you, if you're a guest here today, we want you just to enjoy being here. Don't feel you have to work, to give, to impress anyone. It isn't, you know, you don't have to really do anything. You just need to be And, uh, you know, we often talk about entertaining guests, don't we? When, we? when we have guests over to our house, we often talk about entertaining guests. And we don't necessarily mean we're going to put a song and a dance on for them. But that's a whole different mindset. When guests come to our house, we put on nice clothes. We don't have... I love at the end of that clip when the family just went back to normal, just went back to kind of the picture ideal and said hello to the guests that came to their door. Because when we have guests over, you don't decide to have that massive argument, like with your spouse or with your friend or with your brother, or you, you kind of leave it. And if it suddenly came up, you'd be like, ah, oh, let's just come back to this later when we, when we don't have guests. But guests, whilst being a guest is awesome, and if you're a guest here this morning, please feel free to be a guest. But guests never truly belong. They can't, you can't really be yourself if you're just a guest. You don't get to experience the vulnerability and the forgiveness of family conflict. Because you don't do the arguments. You don't get to be a part of that intimacy. And like I said before, I feel like we're at a moment here uh, in church life. And this is, I'm sure, true for churches all around the world, particularly in Australia, where we find ourselves at the moment with COVID. Um, where I think there is a calling for us to reconnect as family. And uh, there is a sense of rebuilding our identity as the family of God. And I think for some of us, that means actually asking ourselves, is it time to move out of guest mode and to choose to be family? I want to just talk practically. How do we do that? How, what are some of the ways we're looking at doing that as a church? Firstly, I, like I said, I think um, there, is a, there is a question mark we need to ask ourselves, and that is, are we, are you, and, and I'm talking, I guess, now about <clears throat> whether this is your home. You know, we, we, we've talked a bit about being in the family of God, and that's the wider family of God. But there's also a level at which we need to decide and choose, is this family for us here, in this church, Northridge? And if you've been here for a while, I particularly want to hear you, ask you this question. Is this home for you? Because I think that's one of the first steps we've got to do is ask ourselves, are we a part of this church family or are we a guest? And if you decide, actually, this isn't home for me, our heart is that you would go and find a church family that can be your home. You know, there is a space and there's a season for finding church and, and may, it might mean visiting a few different churches and going checking that out. But then there is, a, there is that season to, to settle and to say, okay, this is going to be my church home. And can I say, I, 
I know, as I talk with many of you, that there can be key moments in that decision where you go, did I make the right choice? <laughs> like, this is really hard being part of a church family. Because family means we go through the hard stuff together. And sometimes you go, did I make this choice? Was this the right one? And I know for many of you, as we have had to do too, you get to those moments, you go, you know what? I feel God called me to this church family and I'm going to stick at it. And I, I want to say thank you. Well done for doing that and keep doing that. If as long as God calls you to be a part of this church family, that means to keep sticking at it and coming even when it feels really hard. But if this isn't home for you, you know what? We are just another flavor of the ice cream. We often say to people who come and they may, they may visit for a while and they say, you know what, you don't do this and you're not like this and I like church like this. And I say to them, there's some great churches just up the road that way and up the road that way. And we mean it. There's some fantastic churches around and we don't have to be the best church. But we know who God's called us to be. And if this is your family, let it be your family. I think the other thing I would encourage you practically is what we talked about in worship there. As you come on a Sunday morning, can I encourage you? If this is your family, then God says you're to bring everyone in the family, bring something into worship. So a hymn, a psalm, a word, a picture. And I want to encourage you, if you can, and I know life on a Sunday morning can be quite difficult, so it might mean before that. And I know many of you do this. Ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to take to church today? When Bonnie and I were in the UK before we moved out here a long time ago, we were part of a church plant, and uh, a, a little vineyard church plant. And as we started, our pastor said to us, don't expect to come here and be fed. Make sure you've eaten before you turn up. <laughs> and, and it's a little bit like that with worship. These guys do a fantastic job in leading us week in, week out. But what the Spirit wants us to do, his picture of what biblical church worship is, is that we all walk through that door carrying something. And it's our offering. And it looks different for everyone. But let me encourage you, bring it. Because without it, we are poorer. Is that... Are you hearing me? Are you, are you okay here? I know it's a little uncomfortable. I know it's a bit challenging this morning. But I just, I, I really feel the Lord's put this on my heart. So if I'm offending you in any way, forgive me. And ask the Lord, what do you want me to, what do you want to say to me? All right. Another thing is around serving each other. Over the next month or so, we're going to be having a table at the back of the hall and we're going to be just inviting you, if you're not already part of a team that serves here on a Sunday morning, then, and, and, and this is home for you, please sign up to be a part of a team. There's going to be like six different teams. You can help with car parking, help with putting chairs out. You can help, because we actually do need to do that these days. A little bit of chairs that have to go out on Sunday mornings. Serving tea and coffee, helping out with our kids. There's a whole bunch of different things you can do. It takes about 30 people on a Sunday morning to make this space work for us. To be clean, to be not too hot, to, you know, for the sound to work. We had, 
I don't know how old she was this morning, but a youngster, probably 11 or 12 on the cameras today. You know, everyone helps out, and we love that. And if this is home for you, please think about how you can be a part of that. For those of you who are online, um, you're either there or there, I think you're there. Um, Can I just quickly talk to you? For those of you who are online, you can be involved in serving too. Um, we are, we've been looking for somebody to help host a Zoom call um, after the service, and, and that's a great way to help people who can't get here connect. Um, and we'd love to just hear from you. So you can email us uh, and let us know. But you can get involved too. And whether you're online or whether you're here in the room, connecting in with the life group, if you're not part of a life group, then that is where so much of what we do on a Sunday morning finds its legs and really gets life. And, uh, and, and, and more of us can bring our contribution. Um, and so if you're not, let me encourage you to connect with the life group. The Stevensons particularly, I don't know if they're here this morning, but they're running a, an online life group. And they're definitely like, really keen to welcome newcomers to that if you're not part of a life group. So it's just some practical things. But look, guys, this is our heart this morning that as, you, as we come into land, that you would come before the Lord and say, Lord, what does family look like for me? And am I, am I in guest mode or is it time to reconnect? Can I invite you to stand? I'd love to just do a bit of ministry as we finish. Lord, we welcome you here by your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you are the one that holds us together. And we ask, Lord, this morning that you would uh, you place on our hearts the same heart you have for your family, for your household. You would fill us with compassion for each other. That's our heart, Lord. And I do get a sense as we're talking about Father God this morning that uh, for some of us that is not, is not a positive place. Maybe our own parents weren't safe or loving and it can make, very, it, can make it very hard to come into that space of worship vulnerably. And... I just want to say, God can heal that. God can restore that. So I'd love us just to spend a moment. All of us have different reasons why our picture of God isn't quite the way it should be. So Lord, I pray that you would come by your Holy Spirit and you would just restore to us how much you love us, Father. How perfectly You love each of us, young and old, seemingly important or not. Lord, you bring healing to the wounds. And can I encourage you, if you know that you need some prayer around that, particularly this morning, 
We'd love to just pray for you after the service. Do feel free to come forward. There'll be some folk to love to pray for you. Lord, I also just want to ask right now that where there has been hurt, perhaps from conflict in church, we all have our stories. Lord, that you would... Hmm. You would just take those. We bring them to the foot of your cross today. Lord, we are not perfect people. And you call us to be part of an imperfect family. But some of these wounds are real, Lord. Real and valid. And Lord, I pray that you would help us by your spirit to be people of faith who choose family. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Guys, I'm going to bring um, our time together to an end there.